Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Your Average Girl podcast. It's Sarah and Jess. <laughs> and today we kind of have some special guests. Um, we thought we'd have some fun and tell our our online dating horror stories. Um, so we brought on the boys. Um, super cute boyfriend, Scott. <laughs> Where? Where? <laughs> I'll fight him. And Jess's handsome man, Ben. And uh, we both met. Hello. Yeah. We both <laughs> met boys on on online dating apps. Um, and I think all four of us, it's safe to say, went through quite a few trial and errors before we got here. So um, we thought we'd tell you some of our our uh, experiences and our misfortunes today. What uh, dating app did you guys meet on again? Hinge. Oh, yeah. Oh, same. same Hinge for the win. Yeah. I feel like Hinge is, like, obviously Tinder is just disaster. We'll probably talk about that. But, yeah, I think Hinge is the best. The way you set up your profile, like, the prompts that you can use and stuff like that, I feel like it's the best opportunity to be able to get to know someone before you really swipe. Do you swipe on Hinge? I can't even remember. No, you don't. You no. like. Yeah, you yeah. like you and like comment. comment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I, I actually disagree. I hated Hinge with a passion. What? Yeah, I loved Bumble. I for sure, I liked Bumble best because I felt like I had the power and no guy could just come at me and be like, hey girl, and just be creepy and weird. You did have the power. That's the point of Bumble. Yeah. See, I don't like that. I don't, I don't want to have the power. Like I want to, maybe it's, it's not feminist at all, but like, I don't want necessarily want to be the one that has to start the conversation. I don't think it's not feminist. I just feel like it's my personality and your personality. <laughs> like I love being in control. <laughs> it's a problem. We know. <laughs> so wait, from a guy's perspective, what's better? Is Bumble like, is, does it make it easier for the guy or is it shitty? Cause like, you're like, if you match with a girl, you're like waiting for her to, to message you. I think it goes both ways. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of good and bad. It's nice that the girl does message you first because yeah. it takes a little bit of the anxiety out of it, but still, still a lot of anxiety to it because you watch like as time runs out, that girl has not yeah. messaged you, and you're just like, "Fuck!" We <laughs> <laughs> so did a second uh, second look at my profile and uh, decided no. Oh. <laughs> you're literally watching the grains of sand run out on your on your conversation. Oh my god! Pretty rough. <laughs> and, so and then sad. and then you can do the uh, you can do the give an extra twenty four hours button for a guy. Like if you can oh, give really? an extra twenty four hours for the girl to respond, wow. and then it's just it's just double and double your worst luck. It's <laughs> Would you have given me an extra twenty four hours? Oh, absolutely. Would Correct. you not have responded to me in the first twenty four? Well, I'm the one that slid into your DM, yeah. so. <laughs> okay, so then question. Yeah. Have any of you guys gotten, like, a really awful rejection list, like, right out of the bat? Like, you, you slide in, you're like, hey, girl, what's up? And then you get, like, an epic rejection. Has that happened to anyone? Or in your case, Sarah, hey, boy, what's up? I mean, I think it's very different for women and men. I can't say that I've ever been rejected. However, I did have a, not that I've never been rejected, that I've never been rejected when I reached out to a guy. But I did have a guy who I accidentally matched with on Tinder once message me. And when we matched, he said, what do you bring the t to the table that 
means that I should stay matched with you on this app. And I said, I literally, yeah, literally, that's what he said. That's all he said. And I just messaged him. I said, I matched with you by accident. And then I (laughs) unmatched him. (laughs) I had one guy that I matched with. He was so weird. He was like, he's like, let's get to know each other. Can you write a two paragraph rap about yourself? And then he sent me like an example. And I was like, what the fuck? He like had that it sounds like a lot of effort for someone that I don't even know if I like. <laughs> he had it like pre-written, ready to go. He knew. No, yeah, he had an example. Like he was, yeah, he literally about <laughs> myself so he could get to know me. Ben's like, shit. Should I not have done that when I was trying to meet girls? I mean, I'm, I'm more interested. Did you write a rap? No, hell like, no. I was just like, I think I just responded like, lol, and then I unmatched him. But have you had any like severe rejection? Um, how much time do you have? <laughs> no, it's uh, honestly like as a guy, nine times out of ten, you just get left on red a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and I was of the mindset where I just had the same three dad jokes and I was recycling them every five seconds. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. You just kind of play the odds and hope for the best, really. Jeez. Yeah, that's totally true. That was your strategy as well? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just throw shit at the wall and see what happens. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I for sure, because I was a bumble girl. Like I, so I kind of had like two cycles of online dating because I went on when I was, like in my late teens and early twenties, right? I actually met my first long-term boyfriend in adulthood on Tinder, right? And (laughs) that cycle was weird. But in the second cycle, I was a Bumble girl and I used the same line every single time. And then on a couple of occasions, I would match with the same guy like more than once because sometimes there's a glitch and I... Or, or you'd match with them like on a, on a different app. Or they're taking like, their profile to start again. I think yeah, that's- exactly. So <laughs> I matched with a couple guys. And I remember one called me out so hard because I matched with him on Bumble and Hinge. And I used the exact same line on him for both. And we had like been actively talking. Oh! On another app. <laughs> oh. That is cringy as fuck. I, I didn't recognize them at all. And I was just like, Hey, handsome, how are you? <laughs> oh my like, God, no, you have a story that falls into this category. I know, I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it. Uh, I said I wasn't going to lead you into stories, but um, I lied. You, you know all I lied. Mind, so. Okay, let oh. it fly. Let it fly, Ben. All right. Um, so this is a Tinder, Tinder one. Um, <laughs> I matched with this girl and uh, she, had, um, uh, she had duck tollers in her profile and um, pictures. And I was like, Oh, cool. Like duck tollers. Like, you know, that's, that's so awesome. I've got duck tollers as well. And she goes like, dot, dot. Yeah, I know we've matched before and had this conversation. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no coming back from that one. <laughs> no. Oh, at least I'm not the only one. Okay. I'm not alone. No, no. I, I feel, feel like, like that happens a lot because like, I don't know. You see a lot of people on there. It's natural to to forget. I'm pointing because Jessica needs to be closer to the mic. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's natural to forget. Like you go through a lot of people, and honestly, people start looking the same. It gets confusing. I don't know. Yeah. At least in my ex- well, for me, like I am such a basic white bitch. Like I love any guy in flannel with a beard. 
cough, cough. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. What to you would be like the most standout thing that you can see in a profile that immediately you're like, I'm sold, let's do this. Is it the flannel on the beard for you? Yeah, I think like the oh, so look at Scott right now. <laughs> I know he's like hardcore staring was, at me. That was kind of the no, point. He has a beard, Sarah, and he's wearing a flannel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love how she didn't even notice that. I thought you. I thought you noticed that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, clearly that's doing something for me. Okay. Yeah. No, I think like the outdoorsman vibe really gets me. Any like beardy, muscly, outdoorsman guy, I'm super down for. Yeah, what about you? I think for me, I have like I would have like crazy radar for like anyone that even looked like they were one percent douchebag. Like if there was even like a one percent chance that they would be a fucking a gym dick or one of those <laughs> guys, I'm just like I'm not I'm not taking the risk here. I'm not taking so. I've always been like that. I've always like been attracted to nice guys. That's so true. Genuine yeah. people. It's always been like, yes, like I find a wide scope of men hot, but for as someone as like a potential partner, I'm a little bit more like zeroed in, I think. So I'm like pretty picky. I think yeah. I have someone who looks like they're being like genuine and not trying to like put on too much of a, of a front. I don't like that. I kind of see through it. It yeah. grosses me out a little bit. You know, I feel like, I feel like that's why you have like very few horror stories from online dating. And I have like 1300. Honestly, Sarah, when you were like in the thick of Tinder dating and you would show me some of the guys you went on dates with, I was just like, what the actual fuck? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, like they were beautiful men, but like, not a recipe for success. Yeah, I mean, it took me a long time to get here. And even, it took us a long time to get here. <laughs> so, okay, Sarah, you said that you were attracted to guys with, like, a beard and wearing some flannel. Obviously, that's kind of a joke. But is that how you ended up on a date with a Trump supporter? <laughs> oh, my God. Kate, that's literally in my notes. I'm not joking you. The second line says Trump guy. Just Trump guy. So... Oh, here we go. We're, we're diving into those horror stories. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking off my hoops. I'm ready. She's getting ready. <laughs> so, oh, Trump guy. Now, I am not trying to take a political stance here, but I am going to say right out the gate, Trump is a dick. <laughs> he is a sexist, racist bigot. I hate him. Um, I don't care who knows it. I'm not taking any other stance other than very anti-Trump right now. Hot takes over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it's just in. Yeah, right. And after this um, terrible dating experience, I actually made that one of like my precursor questions. Whenever I would start talking to a guy, I actually would ask him every single time before I went on a date with someone. And I'm sure I asked you this. Um, what are your thoughts on Trump? I would just say, what are your thoughts? And if it was anything other than, oh, he's a racist, sexist asshole, I'd be like, okay, bye, because I just, I never wanted to risk it again. So, friends, buckle up. I was oh, talking to a guy that I meant, met on Bumble, Greg. Greg, if you're listening, fuck you, Greg. Um, he was a lot like me. 
um, really outgoing, total fucking weirdo. Uh, we hit it off. We totally, like, we talked for, like, six days straight. We would, like, call each other every night. Just, like, was very promising. I was excited about this guy. He looked like an outdoorsman, so I was, like, down for it. And he had a dog, and we all know that I like dogs more than I like people, so I was excited. And our first date, we're like, okay, let's get a coffee in the morning and take our dogs on a walk together. Friends, do not go on a walk on your first date with someone because you can't escape. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only person who has a story like this. Scott, I know you have a story like this. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, right. And I think Ben does too. So uh, don't go on a walk on your first date. Just that's the moral of this story. Um, we get about, I don't know, 40 minutes into our walk. And Sir Trump guy, Greg, says, I, I actually, I can't even repeat what he said. He said something very offensive, offensive about Indigenous people. And I am a huge advocate for the Indigenous community in Canada. And I was really taken aback and really offended. And I decided, you know what? I've been talking to this guy for like six days straight. And he has never said anything offensive like this. I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hear him out. And well, friends... This guy is a sexist, racist, Trump-supporting bigot who thinks women don't need to work, are not smart enough, should not be in politics, and uses really, really, really racist and sexist terminology. So at this point, being who I am, not exactly shy, I looked at him and said, okay, well, this is, date is over, so we should turn around now. And he looked at me shocked, and I was like, nope. Yeah, we're, we're going back to the car. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, you know, I'm actually like completely the opposite of, of you on every single viewpoint that you just expressed to me. So we're going to go back. And he was really pissed. So the whole way back, we walked on opposite sides of the trail from each other. Like cringe, I know. And we kind of argued <laughs> about political issues because I couldn't withhold my anger. Um, I wound up getting back to my car in like rage tears, like bawling my eyes out from rage was so bad. and so offended that a human like this was allowed to live on this planet. Fucking Greg. Classic Greg. And I drive fuck home. You, yeah. Fuck you, Greg. Gregory, who raised you? <laughs> But actually, anyways, I get home, I, I look at my phone and I have a text from him because I flat out called him racist because I am me. Um, I get a text from him and I'm not going to repeat the slur of words that he said, but he said, you stupid R word fucking bitch. You belong the stupid fucking and then use a slur word for indigenous people. And um, he told me that I deserved to be raped. So that's Trump guy. Wow. Yeah, I've heard this story before. I've heard the story. You told me this a couple times and it still shocks me. Like, oh, that's scary. Like, obviously, this guy has rage issues. Like, what if he escalated to the point and you couldn't get out of that situation? Like, that's what's really scary. It can be really scary about online dating. It's like... 
most people, like, even if, you know, it's an awkward date or it's cringy, it's like, fine, like your safety is okay. But like some people are just off their rocker. Like that guy is literally nuts. Well, I also have like, I'm stupid and like, let him meet me at my house before we went on the walk. So like, I was actually scared he was going to come back to my house. So I actually, I have like a, a good guy friend who at the time lived near me and I went and stayed the next two days in his house because I just could not, I could not, I was so scared. Um, but luckily he never came back around and I reported him and have never heard from him again. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm safe. Thank God. But it also is not the only, um, online dating scenario where I got myself into an unsafe position. So yikes. Yeah. I've had that. Like I, I'm the same as you. I've, I've had two different times on online dating. So like one, when I was 19 and it was like just Tinder and Tinder was very new and all that was like very fresh. And I went on like a couple dates with this guy and like, for me, it was more of like a rebound kind of thing. Like <laughs> it wasn't really supposed to be serious. And he acted like he didn't want it to be serious either. And then like one day I was just kind of like, no, I'm done with this. And I told him like, no, like let's break this off. Three weeks after that, he shows up at my work, which was, he lived like an hour drive away. Like he lived on the other side completely of the city. Like so far he drove, had no idea if I'd be working to my work, came in and started interrogating me being like, why won't you text me back? Like, why won't you date me? I thought we were like serious. And like, it was super threatening and creepy. Like we hadn't talked for three weeks and we'd gone on four dates and he like tracked me down to my work. And like my coworker was like, okay, like we're closing the store. You need to leave. And like, I snuck out the back so he can follow me. But yeah, like that's like, that shit happens. And I'm sure it happens to a lot of women. Like some guys just get like, really, like, I think that like men and women, like when you get that feeling of being rejected, it can bring out like a really, it can be very triggering, right? Like it, you know what I have to say to that? Terrifying. Fuck you, Greg. Yeah, this this guy's was name wasn't Greg, but he can be an honorary Greg. No, he's a Greg. He's a fucking I bet, I bet he likes Trump. I bet he likes Trump. Hits <laughs> the profile. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out for the uh the crazies. Yeah, uh, I might have a story about uh about <gasps> one myself. Um I had a girl message me once on Tinder, uh just set up a coffee date and it seemed fine. We talked for like a couple hours and I had nothing to do. So she said, just come out and have some coffee. So um, you know. What could go wrong? Famous last words by many a Tinder user. Um, so I drove all the way up to Fort Langley, which, uh, you know, for all you Gen Z listeners, uh, millennials and older will probably remember the Albion Ferry and how long that used to take to get to Langley. So um, got all the way out to Fort Langley and met her at a bit of a hole in the wall uh, coffee shop. And right away, I can tell she's a little bit off. Like she just had zero emotion, just monotone and just staring daggers at me. Like she was looking through me rather than at me. Um, and I was trying not to picture how many people she had in the basement back at her place and just kept the conversation going. Um, and eventually she said, let's go for a walk. Um, and here we are circling back to the don't go on a walk thing. But, um, you know, I thought that walks are nice and they have a lot of witnesses if you plan them correctly so like i figured i'd be okay so um we go out to the parking lot and uh she said can i leave my car and, and we can just take your truck and we'll go to a park nearby and uh i was a bit hesitant um and yeah for whoever's listening just don't do this on your first date don't get into like one vehicle it's, it's just not a good idea um 
I felt like I was okay because I was at least driving. And if I'd gone in her car, it might have been a different story. Uh, we might have had a uh, Stephen King uh, situation with getting chained up. And uh, who knows, like uh, Misery Part 2. But um, anyway, we get to this park and uh, we start walking. She starts telling me about herself. And, you know, she says she has a bit of a rough upbringing. And as somebody else that had a bit of a rough upbringing, I, I got a soft spot for that. So I heard her out. Um, and then she starts telling me about in her early 20s, she had like a party phase and she used to go out and, and go clubbing till like two, three in the morning. And I said, okay, well, you know, I, I lived at Roosters in my early 20s. Shout out to Roosters. I know it's not no longer with us. but um, And then she said she used to wear adult diapers so that she could relieve herself without needing to miss any of the fun. <laughs> oh, I think oh I, I think I heard her speak in tongues or something because my brain literally refused to accept that as a thought. Like my brain, I just, I said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so she repeated herself. Like, you can't make this up. She told me one time she took off, she took off a used diaper and threw it at another girl that was hitting on a guy she liked. Oh, what? My God. So rather than immediately running away screaming, which I should have done in hindsight, I acted like everything was fine. Like if you've seen the meme where the dog's sitting in the room and everything's on fire <laughs> and he says, fine. this is fine. Like that's, that's me in that moment. Um, eventually dropped her back off and I'm pretty sure my two front tires will like left the ground, <laughs> hightailing it out of that parking lot. Just oh, unbelievable. I honestly like I'm disturbed but I also appreciate her commitment to partying maybe that's a good quality maybe she's a committed gal maybe she sets her mind to something and and okay here's my thing I I can get I can get past the diaper I can't get past the diaper launched at another girl I can't. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. This is not a Greg situation. Who is Shit, it? bitch. She's, she's like a Brenda or like a, I don't know. What's her, don't like, talk. A, like an Ethel or something. Ethel. Oh. Ethel, oh. Ethel yeah. just, just keep the diaper on your, your own person. Like if you've got a diaper, diaper it on, on your own terms. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Put it in a garbage when you're done. Good God. Um, her, her, her resourcefulness really uh, contributed <laughs> to, to me giving her a ride back. I think that's what impressed me most. It was the one redeeming quality there. Please tell me she you, at least used like pull-ups, not a straight-up diaper. I, I didn't get that far. It's a straight-up adult. <laughs> you didn't inquire further, Scott? What's wrong with you? No, I think I uh, reached the end of that, uh, that train. Did you try one. the strategy after she taught you? No, no. I, uh, I, I didn't end up using it for myself. Can you imagine you like take her home and like you're expecting like a cute like black thong and you take off her <laughs> diaper? Oh, like, she's like throw it at me. <laughs> a dirty diaper. She's yeah. like, I want to make sure you know how to take care of a baby. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, maybe that's where that was going. That's rough. Yeah. Okay, can anybody talk that as far as crazy goes? That's <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I can, I think I can come close. I don't know. We'll, we'll let the viewers be the judge of that one. Um, okay. So I had an experience. Uh, this isn't a walking story. This was a public place restaurant story. So it just goes to show that crazy people exist anywhere, no matter where you date them. They're, they're, if they're crazy, their crazy is going to come out. 
so I matched with this girl uh, on Bumble and we start talking. She seems pretty cool. Uh, no real red flags. And uh, we start talking about, you know, when she, when we're free and uh, we pick a time and I say, you know, let's go out for drinks and some food. So she agrees. And I was like, you know, we're, we're, we were in Yale town kind of area. And I was like, what, what's your favorite spot? Where do you want to go? And she says, Oh, I really want to go to Earl's. Fair enough. I mean, I would think that there's probably a lot better places that you might want to go downtown than Earl's, but Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Right. So I said, yeah, that's fine. I meet her. I said, I'm going to meet her down there. And, um, so I get there a little bit early and I'm sitting down in a booth, have, having a couple drinks. And, uh, I it was only five minutes, but she took about another half an hour to show up and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, she's not coming. She's not showing up. Like counting down the minutes, the server's coming by like, Oh, is your friend uh, coming? I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Getting stood up. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to drink a little bit more and uh, make something of this. So almost 45 minutes after she was supposed to meet me, she shows up like a friggin' hurricane Come, coming through the door and <laughs> I immediately, I immediately spotted her cause she was loud and she just came in like the wind looking around and I'm kind of like, fuck, putting my hand up ever so slightly like, oh God, I already know where this is going. So she comes running over, like yelling, like screaming, um, and, uh, comes and gives me a hug, whatever, and, and sits down and, um, she she's going like her mouth's going uh, really fast, but there's not much coming out. Like it's just mostly screams and uh, incoherent ramblings about her day that I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> so, anyways, the server comes around. She looks pretty happy, and so she she goes uh, uh, she goes. Oh, so uh, you know what? What can I get you to drink? And she goes, uh, I'll have uh, four picklebacks and uh, and and a double vodka soda. And I was like, oh, oh, we're doing picklebacks. And she's like, oh, no, that's, that's just for me. What do you want? And the server goes, I can't serve you four pickleback shots at once and a double. Like, that's just not going to happen. He has to split these with you. And she was like, oh, fine. Like, she, you, she's like, do you like picklebacks? I was like, well, yeah, luckily I do. But I guess this is where the night's going. So anyways, I, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, thank God I had those drinks beforehand or this would have been bad. But uh, <laughs> so the server comes back with the shots and they immediately go down her throat. Like she just she, she pummels them. They're gone. 60 seconds done. Uh, and she starts, um, she starts talking about how like her and her friends were out last night. She hasn't slept very much because uh, they were partying. I was like, yeah, I, I couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> Then she proceeds. This is my absolute favorite. And I've never had anything like this happen before in my life. We're in a pretty public, uh, like, I don't know if you guys have been to the Earls in Yale town. It's very open space. Like you can yeah. see across the room, like tables are very open. It's a somewhat classy institution too. I mean, like, like well, <laughs> it's not like you're in a dive bar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's somewhere in between classy and dive bar. You should, yeah. you should be, you should be having a little bit of respect for yourself if yeah, you're in that restaurant. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a baggie of cocaine. 
and she dumps it on the table no. and starts racking up lines no. on the fucking table. Oh yeah. Racking lines of cocaine. And I'm just looking like John must've hit the floor. I'm just looking at her like, what is going on here? Like that was the last thing I expected, but like not also not very surprised at this point. <laughs> um, and she looks at me, she's like, Oh, do you want some? I was like, no, like <laughs> It was a, it was a Sunday, like it was a oh, Sunday yes. afternoon, like brunch, like, like this was not dinner time. Like this was supposed to be like brunch drinks. So, <laughs> so I'm like, this is fucked. I can't be here. So I go, Oh, I'm just going to go use the bathroom. And she's like, oh, okay. Uh, l let me know if there's anyone like around there. Cause I might just go into the bathroom and uh, do some, do some bumps. And I'm like, fuck, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Go and find the our waitress who's in the past. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm on a first date here. This situation's fucked. I need to get out of here. You probably need to kick her out or call the cops. I don't know, one or the other. Like, some illegal shit's happening right now. But I just need to get my ass out of there. I was like, give me my bill. Give me the bill for the whole thing. I paid for it. Tipped her super well. And I was like, okay, so I need you to go and create a distraction. And I'm going to try and sneak out. And so she was, well, thank God for this girl. Like she was super cool about it. And, uh, and yeah, walked up, created a distraction and I was able to slip out the door and I just ran head down, ran for like five <laughs> blocks. I Usain bolted right to the doorstep of my apartment. I've never run so fast in my life. Like <laughs> immediately deleted her number blocked. Everything was like, that is, uh, that, it can never happen again. I think you, I think you won. Like, I don't, I don't know how it gets worse. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think that classifies the winner though. <laughs> what? It's not your worst story? No, no. But I think Scott wins in that one. Like the, the person that has the worst, the worst date really isn't a winner. Like that's. Oh. <laughs> you, you guys all win because yeah. you get to hear it and laugh at yeah. it. Oh, yeah. no, I'm you, the only loser here. No, you're not because you had the least worst date of us. Oh, I guess that's true. The diaper compared to Trump guy and Coke girl. Right. Yeah, you win. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't physically see the diaper happen. It was just a story. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> can you imagine? Okay, let's go back to this scenario. If like you took her home and like I was saying before, you know, like, but maybe that's because she knows she's wearing a diaper. She like takes her clothes off in the dark and you don't see. You wake up the next morning and there's a diaper on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I need to tell you a story. Okay. okay. This is a story about a friend of mine whose name will not be disclosed. It's so funny. I know she wouldn't care that I tell this story. She tells everyone. So she's on a Tinder date and she has been out with this guy a few times. And on this particular occasion, they get a hotel and they hook up. Well, she's like absolutely hammered and manages to pass out hard like mid hookup. So already not, not going well. Uh, but they wake up the next morning in a puddle of her pee in the hotel bed. And this guy straight up is like the kindest, most understanding person in the world. He like poured her up, like got her water and was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I would have, I would have woke up my own pee and left before the uh, the guy woke up i would have been like I'm, I'm out like nope never seeing you again block or delete see you never <laughs> i can't oh my yeah God. i would have died like that would be 
that was, yeah, you're right. I would have exited that situation. <laughs> I would have like ran half naked to my car and driven away like skirt, skirt as fast yeah. as possible. <laughs> oh my God. That's horrifying. But what a sweet, so are they together? He oh no, no. Uh, God, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are you? Who is this guy? To, we need to set him up with someone who listens to this podcast. That's a that's a winner right yeah, there. Some girl needs this man in their life yeah. because that is a winner. Jess, what is your most traumatic story? Me? Yeah. I don't I don't have one that like I you guys have had really horrifying stories, but I actually haven't all of my online dating dates, like none of, they haven't all been amazing, but there's no, there hasn't been any that have been like questionable or bad. I think. Yeah, I know. No Trump supporter Greg's. No, except for that one guy who came and stalked me, but he, he seemed normal. That's pretty horrifying. It's very traumatic. I mean, yeah, but that wasn't on a date. That was like after, after but no, no, I've, what? (laughs) I just remembered one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This one is a story of van guy. So. Of what? Van guy van guy like a vehicle van yeah like a vehicle okay. like an automobile okay. a van. Okay. Oh, scott's got wine now Ooh. Mm. whiskey and wine tonight Ooh. Uh-oh. that sounds I, like a country song i got my whiskey i feel like it is wait i'm going after whiskey it is yeah there we go okay anyways <laughs> van guy so we meet at starbucks coffee date we are at Rocky Point, so we're like, let's go for a walk. Nice little fucking walks. Who does this? Never go on a walk on a date. <sighs> that's Ben's favorite first date. That's what that's our first date. And you told yeah. me that's your classic move. That's my classic move. I dog like walk. The dogs, like, I gotta, I gotta include them. You know, really sealed the deal. Our okay, first I, date was a walk, and it was wonderful. So I, I, I totally get it. Actually, we ours too. We actually did go on a walk for our first date. We did, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's a risky move. Like, it's either going to be great or you're trapped with Greg. Well, I purposely picked a walk that I knew was, like, kind of short where we could kind of hang out if we wanted it to be longer. But it was, like, short enough that if we just walked to the end and came back, it wouldn't be, like, super long. In case you were like, no. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. You got to plan for these things. You never know if they're going to. For sure. Like we, yeah, we were short walk too. Yeah. Anyways, Greg, fuck Greg. Okay. Uh, van guy, we are <laughs> sitting on a bench after our little walk. It's fine. Like he's a nice guy. He's like six foot five and like friends who don't know me, I am five one. So like, he's really tall and like, I, you know, anyways, we are awkward, awkward dynamic. Um, and whatever, we're on the bench. We're like making out. And then he says, Oh, you know, did you see my car when I pulled up? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, I drive a van. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, nod, nod, sure, cool. He's like, yeah, there's a bed in the back. <laughs> no from me, sir. But are you a pal? Like, I. Does it say free candy on the side, too? Yeah, I know. Is there puppies just, in there, too? yeah i i just it's so uncomfortable because he didn't strike me as the type either like he wasn't like a douchey creepy guy he was very much like a traveling guy like you know 
outdoorsy, like environmentalist, but then just, you know, the subtle, like mid makeup sesh, like, oh, I drive a van. There's a bed in the back. I was like, and bye. <laughs> yeah, but what was the van though? I mean, that really has a big difference in, to the story. Like, so it was a nice the, Odyssey or was it like a like classic white traits? So it wasn't like, it wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a pedophile van, but there were curtains in the windows. Oh, it was a mystery machine. Okay. The moral of the story is there was a bed in it. Like, I, like you need more information than there is a bed in the van. Period. Was it a memory foam mattress? Yeah. What was the state of the bed? Was yeah, there was nice blankets? Was yeah. there throw pillows? Did you put a mint on okay, the pillow? I'm really upset with you guys because this means you're assuming that I said yes and went into the bed in the van. Well, you do have the most stories out of all of us. I'm pissed. You guys, I did them five stars on Yelp. <laughs> Did he make one of those like hand towel elephant sculptures? You guys, I didn't see the inside of the van. I didn't say yes. She saw the outside, and that was enough. Probably has it on Airbnb now. That's what. Oh so, Sarah, you're saying that you didn't see the inside of his van, and he didn't see the inside of your van. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Does it count? Never mind. <laughs> no, no, go on. You want me to you have to ask? Yes, it counts. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm an idiot, guys. Don't be like me. If I if I could give you one piece of advice today, don't be like me. Make better choices. So obviously, you are no stranger to making bad choices, and I think that like one was probably up there with one of the worst. Granted, it wasn't your fault because I feel like you got fooled. Like this is a really good example of how when you meet someone online, like you have, you, you think you know them, <laughs> but you don't necessarily always do. They might have some surprises. Yeah. Oh God. Well, friends, if you listened to our first episode, you will know that I ended off 2019 by um, being cheated on and subsequently ghosted. Um, and that is the story of this man who I met online. And yeah, like I feel like you can't credit me for being stupid on this one because like there's so many other times in my life where I've been more stupid. But this time I feel like he really duped me. Um, yeah, so he and I like totally hit it off. He was, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was bearded. He was burly. He was flannel wearing outdoorsman, like, you know, right up my alley, um, had a good job. And actually he had two kids and as many of you know, I'm a teacher. So like I am on board for the kids thing. I get it. I am not against it, but you know, sometimes things can be complex and he was very reassuring that like, you know, his ex and him have been done for a while and they were not on good terms at all. And like, he just could not stand her guts. He would never stop talking about how much he hated her. <laughs> um, so yeah. Sign number one, that the guy is still hung up just mm -hmm. uh, to say. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so there's some stupidity showing through. Oh, is my stupidity showing? Oh, sorry. Um, no, you're a loving human. <laughs> anyway, we had like this whirlwind romance. Like I met his parents. I met his grandparents. He met my family. Um, 
yeah, we were just like taken off. I am now very embarrassed because Jess knows, like I was talking to her about like, this guy is just perfect. Like I've never felt like this before in my life. I can't believe it. Um, and one, uh, one day, I think it was maybe, maybe a couple days after he said, you know, I think it's time for you to meet my kids. He slept with his ex <laughs> and then ghosted me. Well, the end of the story actually doesn't come for another, uh, I don't know, nine months when he, his ex called me this past summer <laughs> to tell me that he is a raging alcoholic. And I like thought back over all my time with him and realized, oh my God, every time we hung out, we like went to a bar, we got like hammered. First time he said he loved me, we were drunk off our asses. I'm like, oh my God, this guy was having like a crisis and was going off of his, he's like off the wagon. He was getting really drunk and that's why he started dating me. And holy shit, if that wasn't the biggest dupe I've ever been through, but like, I'm kind of pissed because as if his mom doesn't know, as if his family, all these people in his life that I met didn't know that's what was going on. And they just like, let him do this without warning me. It's just, I, yeah pisses me off didn't you say that he had been like doing this to multiple women like this this cycle of like he'd like get he'd break up with his ex and then he'd like kind of find a new girl and then he'd go back to her yeah so it's happened i think i was the third person um so wow. that was kind of his cycle with this with this girl whenever he like fall off the wagon he would get really hammered and then meet a girl and like whirlwind romance and then she'd on her and ghost her what is wrong with people that's fuck. fucking Greg. That <laughs> everyone is just Greg. If you His name is also Greg. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> just had two G's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Is, so is Greg like the synonym for Karen for men or? No, that's Brian. Just is Trump supporting men? Fucking it's Greg. Brian? No, I know a lovely Brian. It can't be Craig. Brian. It's Craig. It Craig. Yeah. Isn't Craig. It Craig. Craig. Craig and Karen. It's Greg. <laughs> it's Greg. <laughs> it is now Greg. We have decided. You we also say. know a nice Greg, but that's yeah. Okay. I I know nice Gregs too, but like I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's Greg. Fucking Greg. Oh man. Yeah, I have I have a lot of these. I mean, man. Okay, have you ever been catfish? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah do oh, tell, yeah. boys. Please do tell. Yeah, I want to hear the boys' stories here. Oh man going off the rails here uh so this one um bit of an interesting one so uh nice girl um been talking to her for a little while um and eventually things moved from the app onto snapchat uh and i'm not a big advocate of snapchat oh. i just never use it i know no 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 <laughs> that's when you know that you're still hit you're like getting on snapchat yeah no kidding um so eventually she, we started snapping, you know, just day to day pictures back and forth. And she sends me a picture um, of her and a couple of, of her friends downtown. Um, and in picture, it, it's, it's a couple of girls I'd never seen before. And I thought, oh, you just you sent me a picture of your friends. That's interesting. Um, and then she said, OK, uh, well, do you want to go out and have a, have a drink downtown? I said, sure. So drove downtown. And uh, and I texted that I'm at parked and I'm, and I'm waiting for her. And all of a sudden. I see a girl and it's, it's one of the girls that was in the photo that she sent. So she was actually sending me a picture of herself 
and the pictures that she had on the dating profile weren't actually her. Oh my god. She was alright, but she was just completely different. Like, there was no reason for her to oh, no. to catfish me like that. Like, it was just weird. Did you call her out? Kind of, but I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> what did you say? I, I looked at her, I'm like, I've seen you, but you're, n- you're not you. Like, who, what, like, what? <laughs> I've seen you, but I thought it was not you. Yeah, I didn't know what to think. What did she say? She's just, she says, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable putting my picture on, on dating apps, so I do this to every guy. So I just kept the shit. Oh, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yikes. Red yeah. flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ben? I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, yeah, nothing like the, the cocaine girl, but um, <laughs> I, I think it just, this was just a pretty classic catfish. Um, there's just, yeah, met, met this girl on, uh, I think it was the first girl I ever talked to on Hinge, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, she, her pictures, you know, she, she seemed nice. She, she was cute. And uh, we went to meet up for a walk classic. And, uh, yeah, I met you know, her. No, I don't feel very special now that I know you take all the <laughs> You gave but, it away, Ben. But our, our walk was a, was a different one. I'd never been there before, so. <laughs> it wasn't like the rest of the walks, okay? walk <laughs> was a special walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, uh, she said she was coming from work and she was going to meet me at a SkyTrain station when I was living downtown. So I uh, said, yeah, sounds good. Um, and I'm out there just waiting for waiting for her with the dogs and uh i'm waiting and waiting and this girl like comes up and she was like oh hey are you ben and i look at her and i'm like yeah (laughs) like i was about to say like who are you because yeah did not look remotely like the pictures like not even remotely like they could have been two separate people and then finally i like yeah, I knew it was her, and I had to be really awkward about it the entire time. Wait, you didn't call her out? No, I, I don't know. I, I felt, like, kind of awkward about doing that right then, because, I don't know, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's a reason behind it, like, you know, maybe it was, like, an insecurity thing, or, and I don't know. I, I, I wanted to give her, like, some sort of uh, ability to redeem herself with, like, a personality, but. Not so much. <laughs> I no. mean, you're here with Jess, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the personality was almost as non-existent as her real photos. So. Oh God! <laughs> you can't really catfish a personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. I probably catfish my personality with you. We're talking. You're like, this chick seems cute and normal, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's actually so true. Scott has said to me on numerous occasions, like, you are not the person now that I thought I started dating. <laughs> yeah, I think that's- pretty normal like I think as you um as you date like you should get to know a different side of someone there's nothing wrong with that um but yeah <laughs> Sarah, Sarah called out my my persona on our first date okay. like yeah. less than an hour in. so I feel like we should tell our story because we are a, a, a hinge story and it's I, yeah your story's tragic. good it's it's tragic until we started dating for real and then it's great um so why don't you tell that part? Let's let's talk about our first date. Our first date. Um, yeah, we went out for coffee. I remember it was, I can't remember the name of the place, but it was over by Lowheat Mall in Coquitlam. Uh, nice little place. I'd never been there before, but I just looked it up. And um, yeah. It's, Coffeeholic. Oh, of course, Sarah knows. And she just, she, you should have seen the look she just gave me. And I didn't know that. 
Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I can't remember what, uh, what we got started talking about or what the conversation was, but she knew I was in sales and like <laughs> half an hour in, she just pinpointed it. She just said, I know this isn't you. Like, what are you doing? I literally was like, stop trying to sell yourself to me on our and first date. I was like dumbfounded. Like nobody had yeah. ever done that. And she just like pinpointed and called me out and I was like, oh, okay. And I just dropped it after that. Yeah, I just kind of was like, uh, he, he was being like a smarmy sales guy. He was like trying to like make himself feel cool and shit. And like, you know him, he does that sometimes. And like, yeah, it's not cool at all, by no, the way. It's not cool. No. <laughs> I think that's the thing that like some men do, but I don't, I think that's the thing all people do. You know, you're kind of yeah. like, you feel, if you feel a little insecure, you kind of feel like, yeah, show it off a little bit. Like, Oh, for sure. And Why do I not- have a southern accent? <laughs> show it off a little bit. Oh. Show it off, girl. Do it. Um, okay yeah so we have this first date i call you out and whatever you became like more normal after that and then the night ended up going really well and i was leaving feeling like so good you know he like gave me a respectful goodbye kiss and like didn't try to sleep with me or anything and like not that i'm not down but like i was like oh that's nice right you know it's a nice thing and um so I went home feeling like, oh my God, I think I really like this guy. And so the next day, pretty sure I made you text me first because that's the role I was on at the time. And he did. And pretty much said, yeah, I had a great time. Just so you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. And I was fucking pissed. I was like, dude, you don't take somebody out on like a nice date and just like act like you're down and then after the date be like i'm not looking for anything serious so i was like whatever i played into it because i'm like whatever i've been on one day who cares but then he like continues to talk to me and like string me along he's like but i kind of like still want to hang out blah, blah, blah. and you know me being stupid again don't be me don't make bad decisions um <laughs> let him whatever string me along and shit but we ended up becoming like best friends. Yeah, all, all, against all odds. Yeah, it's true. Against you being an asshole. Best friends plus benefits, though. Oh it, yeah, in the back of a truck, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Better than the van, the truck. Yeah, that's true. so that's where you draw the line, Sarah. Like the van is a no go, but the back of a truck. It was actually the front. He corrected me. Sorry. Oh, the front of the truck. Right. Yeah, Ooh. that's an improvement. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's an improvement. It's, a, it's, I don't know. You know, the, it was, it, it's, I don't know. The van. I have a bed in my, can, Greg. Fucking Greg. Anyway. I got my pickup truck. You know, I'll let Greg go. Damn girl. Yeah, yeah. Stop giving Jessica wine. <laughs> Stop. We do this nonsense dance for few months. About eight months before. He decides, you know what, like, because, you know, of course, I'm not an actual idiot. I was like, you know what, I'm done. Like, fine, this was fun. This is great. If you're not ready, that's okay, but bye. Because, like, I deserve someone who, like, really wants me. And he was away right before COVID hit. And he realized, like, oh, shit, like, she's going to leave my life. So then he was like, never mind, let's date. So we 
commenced our actual relationship. Going into COVID. We yeah. We might have been the only people to start a new relationship going into COVID. Everybody else was stuck together. At the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. Um, also yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> also us. But, no, yeah. but we were like the first like week the of week. lockdown. <laughs> like, it was like, it was bad. True. It was like, we dated. Well, I remember you guys had just started dating. And then you had told me that you had moved in with him for a week or two because like when the restrictions first hit, you guys were like living with each other for like a week or two, right? Because your mom potentially, yeah, yeah. Cause your mom, cause your mom's a nurse. She potentially was exposed. So you left the house and you stayed with him. Yeah. And that was like three days. Yeah. Three days of dating officially. And I was like, hi, we're either going to see each other for 40 days straight or we're not going to see each other for 14 days. And I made him make that decision. And he said, uh, you are going to be a disaster if I make you stay home. So you can move in here, I guess. Yeah, there was a 0% chance I was going to make her stay at home. So we quarantined together. And, you know, when you when you are friends with benefits for somebody for that long before you start dating, there are some hiccups. Let me tell you. Um, my favorite one was right as we started dating, we were in the car together. And I said, like, you don't know anything about me. Like, you probably don't even know my last name. And he's like, yes, I do. I'm like, okay, what is it? You know, and he's like, it's Arsley. And I was like, no, it, it's not. He's like, but your Instagram name is Sarsley. And I was like, that's because my sister calls me Sarsley, like the parsley. And he, he had literally no idea what my last name was. Yes. <laughs> I almost drove off the road. Fucking Greg. Okay, so. <laughs> Greg. Greg. <laughs> I channeled my inner Greg on that one. So, okay. That was, a, that was a nice hiccup. But, you know, after the initial, like, pure rage, I got over it. And, you know, we were. we're quarantine together so of course we have to do laundry and um i'm out of socks and i'm looking looking through the laundry he said oh i have a pair of your socks in my top drawer well friends they were women's socks they were not my women's socks they were another girl's and that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) you are swigging your wine like <laughs> that is just iconic. Like <laughs> my foot came out the back of my head, just yeah. not in my mouth on that one. Oh, it gets it gets worse. We're not we're not done. We are not done. So <laughs> I think this was the same day. This was rough. We were having a conversation later that night and you're just, you know, you're getting to know each other still. So I was talking about, you know, I really love fitness and I was a trainer and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm really impressed with how athletic you are. And he says, when we went rock climbing, I just couldn't believe you were so athletic. Well, you know what, Greg, we've never been rock climbing. So I don't know what <laughs> fucking women you were talking about, but you are not talking about me. <laughs> Oh, I was so... Oh, you poor, poor man. 
Oh, I can go turn the thermostat down. You're vibrating over there. You I know like, what, though? So I, can, I can empathize with this feeling because like, I don't, have you ever had this where like when you're online dating and like you're talking to like different people and you go on like a lot of dates, you forget what you've told certain people. So like, you're always kind of like, oh, did I already, did I tell you this? Or like, and then you like tell them a story and they're like, yeah, I know you already told me that. And you're like, oh shit, shit. And then like, or like you reference something and you think you told the person that thing. And they're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause you like lose track of like what person you've gone on a date with or what person you're talking with and what you've told them. And it gets confusing. Okay, fine. But you do not think that your current girlfriend was on a different date that she's ever been on. Like, yeah, that's, I'm no. sorry. That's, <laughs> that's, that's next level. Yeah, no. I've never done that. Oh. <laughs> okay, and are you ready? I'm giving you the dirty now. Buckle Bring up. Bring it on. This is, the, this is the cherry on top of the fucking cake. I'm sorry, baby. I love you, but God. Scott's getting roasted. Sorry, I don't mind. So, like the nice woman I am. I should, you know, I shed a lot of hair. We, we, we women, we tend to shed a lot of hair. So I'm cleaning the bathroom because I'm like, you know what? I'm living here. This is not my house. Like I'm going to clean the bathroom. So I'm emptying. Oh, I hate this. I'm emptying the garbage can. And I'm not joking you like 50 used condoms, like so many used condoms, like come tumbling out of this fucking garbage can. And you know what? Scott and I don't use fucking condoms. So I was fucking, I literally just dropped it on the floor and I walked out and I said, empty the fucking garbage yourself. Um, well, at least he was using protection. I was just going to say that, yeah. But the overlap had been short enough that they were still, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the ticked out sound. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? He is a, you know. I think it's like those things are terrible and like <laughs> like awkward as heck. But I think it really speaks to like if you you have to know the person and who they are. Like you knew him, like you knew that he was a good person and like you could deal with that, which is is good. And you know what? It's funny. Like I think I love that. Like I think that like that puts you guys on a different level because you understand that you each had lives like before you got together and uh, some of that was like a little bit messy and a little bit intertwined and you guys like chose each other anyway. So I think that's a really Yeah. like it can be complicated, but I also think that brings in like another level of understanding right. to the relationship. Yeah. If if I may. Okay. Offer a slight rebuttal. Okay. This complete roast thing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go on, on a limb here, and I think Ben will understand this, uh, as will any other male listeners. I had a bit of a crisis. I spent <laughs> most of my 20s in long-term relationships. Three. Count them. I was single for a grand total of six months in a decade. And I didn't want to be that 45-year-old guy in a leather jacket at the bar trying to pick up 18-year-olds. You know... Yep. Hey, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but, yeah. I had a bit to get out of my system, and I did it. And did I go about it in the best of ways all the time? No. But, 
I'm glad I was honest enough with myself and eventually with Sarah to, to know that, you know, that was something I, I did have to get out of my system and now I can just focus on being a good partner and just move forward and leave that in the past. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, like I was seeing that, like, it's not like I was like sitting around. You were just more Scott. careful about it. Yeah. I just Women wasn't. Have to be. Women have to be more careful about it. It's just like. I mean, not all women are, but like from my perspective, I think women do have to be a little bit more cautious. You can't rapid fire in the same way that men can because you do need to make sure that you're going to be in like a safe situation. Rapid fire. Don't do it. It's it's bad. (laughs) But like this doesn't happen to guys the same way. No, I don't, I don't think it necessarily, I think it can and it does, but I, I do think that it happens disproportionately more to, to women just because of the nature of things. Yeah. I wish I had some juicier stories to share, but. No, you don't. No. I have one. All of mine have been uh, decent. Like they haven't all been amazing, but decent to great. Oh, well, fuck you. But I, you know, I play on the safe side. Yeah. it's boring. It's I think boring. in this scenario, like you're 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 winning if you came out of this without traumatic stories and hilarious stories because living them is not funny. Telling them hilarious, living them awful. <laughs> yeah, awful. But gives you something to look back on. At least you feel like you know what. Like once you move on, you're like I've lived that part of my life. It's gone. Yeah, and I might have the world's worst autocorrect story. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. So I was messaging a girl one time <laughs> and uh, I can't believe it or not. It happens. Um, and this is back in about 2013 or so. So it's been the first time I was single. The only other time this decade or last decade, I should say I was single and Tinder was very new. Mary Jess was saying she was 19. So I would have been about 23 at the time. And yeah, Tinder was very new, was mainly for hookups. And yeah, it didn't really resemble what it looks like today. Um, anyways, started asking the usual questions, kind of like, where'd you grow up? Yeah, what are your favorite bands? What do you do for work? Simple stuff like that. Um, eventually, she and I get to talking about our mutual love for dogs. And at the time, I had three dogs in my life. Uh, just always been a big dog lover. And uh, she mentions that her own dog is in a uh, animal hospital. Uh, I think she said he swallowed uh, some metal coins or something foreign, uh, something like that. Um, she ended a text with the vet says he should get better soon. Um, and I went to reply with, I hope he does. Well, my phone decided to correct that to, I hope he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell that was going to happen. <laughs> Oh. oh no! Like no later oh, did no. that text leave than I was blocked and just excommunicated from whatever that was. He didn't even like get to apologize no. and be like, "I didn't no. mean like it was done. It no. was over." <laughs> no, I think she switched phone He's plans <laughs> and like changed her name and moved away or something. Oh no! Uh, yeah, this is your chance to apologize now. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't remember your name. That's a bad. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a terrible no. apology. And I can't even say Greg. Like, what's the female Greg? Georgina? Like, no, because she's not a female Greg. I guess that's true. Greg's the fucking Trump guy. All right. 
<laughs> she's like a she's like an Angela. Oh man. Sorry, Angela. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry on behalf of my asshole boyfriend. Yeah. Sorry, Angela. <laughs> oh. It's okay. Oh, qualities. They do exist. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Any last good stories we missed, Ben? Uh none that I can really think of. There's probably some in there, but <laughs> We might have I, to I think I've said all, all the good ones, the, the top three, I think. Might have to do a round two eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to hear from me again, because this has just been like, I'm a dick Kay, for I the think, last two hours. I think that like <laughs> this conversation really just shows like how well matched we are. It's true. Because like we're both kind of assholes and sweaty. Yeah. But like we're good people. And we joke about it now. Well, friends, <laughs> I'm sorry and thank you for coming on this journey um <laughs> you know we have told you we would be nothing but real and uh i think we delivered today <laughs> thank you ben and thank you scott for um letting your embarrassing stories fly letting us humiliate ourselves in front of you and loving us anyway god must take a lot for you to love us the way we are. <laughs> Not me. I'm perfect. <laughs> Not me, girl. <laughs> but you know what? Moral of the story, guys, be ladies and gents and cats and dogs and everyone in between. Be careful out there on those dating apps because you know what? Some of these stories are funny. Um, some of them are straight up dangerous. And, you know, you don't want to find yourself on the bad end of one of these stories because I know lots of people have those really bad experiences and yeah. not something yeah, to know about. I hope what people can take away from this is like all the bad stories, but the fact that we both met our significant others on dating apps. So as much as there's like a lot of shit and there's like a lot of craziness and a little danger, like you can, I think, find something that's very real and very awesome from dating apps as well. So yeah. Hopefully yeah. this doesn't turn anyone off of that. For for the record, Sarah has been just an absolute blessing in my life, and I'm just extremely fortunate to have realized that. Yeah. Turned it around, Scott. You turned it around. You're just turned. coming in at the <laughs> last second, right there. Yeah, no, it's for for real though. She's just she's just everything I could have ever wanted. She's just a total sweetheart. Stop it. Oh, on that note, friends, you know, write out those bad dates. Write out the good ones. Don't put your face in any nudies that you're sending out there. And guys, don't be dicks. Don't be fucking Greg. Yeah, no Gregs allowed. Just no No Gregs. All right. So if you're not a Greg, follow us on our Instagram, notyouraveragegirl.podcast. You can follow me. Again, if you're not a Greg, you can follow me at Jess R. Stafford. And you can find Sarah and... Sarah.mags. And uh, you know what? Greg, follow me. I got something to teach you, honey. I'll teach you. We'll fix it. And don't forget to follow along on Spotify and rate our podcast if you're listening on Apple Music. Um, If you're Greg, don't come for us. Don't give us a one out of five. Maybe just don't give us a rating. (laughs) Thank you, for Ben, for for being along with me on this uh, epic journey. I needed the support. I got your back, dude. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, (laughs) bye friends. Bye.